0: Welcome to Music Journeys, I'm Mike Foley. On the show today, we take a journey with music photographer Elise Gafkin. Born and raised in Ohio, the Columbus College of Art and Design grad carved out her own path, merging two of her passions, music and photography. A new exhibit in Columbus celebrates a decade of her music portraits of artists that include Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, Billy Gibbons and ZZ Top, Marty Stewart, Dwayne Eddy, Keith Urban, Yola, and the High Women. An opening reception takes place tonight in Columbus at the Mansion 731 from 5 to 8 p.m. Just ahead here, though, on Music Journeys, Gafkin shares how the love of music and photography started and merged, what she's learned over the years, and some of the -the behind-the-scenes accounts of her favorite shoots. Elise Gafkin, our featured guest on this edition of Music Journeys. Thanks for listening.
1: Hi, I'm Elise Gafkin, and this is my music journey.
0: Lise Gafkin counts Augustana among the band she enjoyed and photographed early on in her career. The love of music may have always been there, but the interest in capturing images took a little longer.
1: I grew up in Marion, Ohio, youngest of four, in a very musical family. All four of us kids sang at church and harmonized together. My mom was a pianist and a choir teacher. And I was in the school band. I played drums. I was in musicals from age 10, all kinds of show choirs. So growing up, music was everything.
0: When you see her tell her
1: My oldest sister built a dark room in our basement so I would have been like I don't know 10 years old when she did this and I thought it was the coolest thing I would watch her develop photos of her friends and And then when it was time to figure out what I wanted to do after high school, I decided to go to the Columbus College of Art and Design. And I still hadn't really picked up a camera at that point. Sophomore year came around, I declared my major as interior design and switched it a week later to photography because all of the interior design students were like, you're gonna be on the computer all the time. You're gonna be on CAD. And I was like, I don't wanna be on the computer, but here I am, I'm on the computer still. (laughs) But I loved photography. I've always been fascinated by the darkroom by shooting on film. I learned how to light in the studio on four x five cameras at CCAD. So naturally when I was at school there, I kind of just gravitated towards photographing musicians. biggest influences on me when I was in college was going to the Columbus Museum of Arts, Richard Avedon's uh, American West exhibit. Um, His portraits of the American West were all on large format, black and white film, daylight, white backdrop, very simple, all about the human form and the person and their expression and what they were wearing and the feeling of them in that moment. And that heavily influenced me to pursue shooting classic portraits on black and white film.
0: Gafkin began building her brand by word of mouth and the quality of her work.
1: So the first time I was published in Rolling Stone, I went to South by Southwest on my own dime and I knew the bands that they were interested in. So I photographed as many bands as I could. They didn't help me get into any shows. (laughs) And I came back and showed them the work that I had and they ended up publishing a few of my images in the next publication.
0: All all the weird kids up front.
1: Tell me what you know you want. Live shows, it's really all about figuring out the vibe of the show, when certain things happen during the show, the lighting. You know, I like to get there during sound check and see what's going on and try to see when they're going to be backlit and I can photograph them from the front or vice versa and I'll go on the stage and get a nice shot of the audience, you know, from their back. But just live shows, it's all about just capturing as many moments as you can And then as far as shooting portraits of musicians, it's a lot longer of a process pre-production-wise, leading up to the photo shoots. You know, I talk to the musicians themselves, the management team, the label, or the magazine, whoever's hiring me, and we figure out what the goal is of the shoot, what they need to use the photos for. I try to listen to the new music, you know, to get a a feel for what the music is going to be like and then brainstorm from there while I'm listening to the music. What kind of vibe we want to go for? Do we want to shoot on location? Do we want to shoot at this like an old building or do we want to just stay in the studio? Um, Do we want to bring props in? Do we want color? Do we want black and white? Do we want both? Do we want like loud clothing or just jeans and a t-shirt? You know, that all comes from the feel that I get from listening to the music.
0: Sound in Frame represents a little over a decade of Gafkin's music portrait photography working in Nashville, Tennessee. From all the album covers, press photos, and magazine covers and spreads, she definitely has a few favorite experiences.
1: One of them would be photographing ZZ Top at the Ryman. I brought my Roloflex camera, medium format, waist viewfinder camera, had it around my neck and I was waiting at the bottom of the steps of Billy's bus as he was coming down the steps. He looked at me and he was like, cool camera. And we hit it off from there. I hung out with him and Dusty the whole day, documented them, documented Billy eating cheeseburgers backstage before his show. The show was incredible. I had a blast. And then... A few days later, Billy called me and was like, hey, I want you to take some photos of me, I'm still in town. So we met up, we went to a white castle because he wanted to take a photo outside of a white castle. You can see that photo on my website. And then there's a photo in this show, a black and white shot on my Roloflex that I just love. To me, it's very iconic Billy Gibbons, very classic. Actually photographed him again that week. He called me and I photographed him for uh, magnetone amps for the amp company. He plays magnetones, and so I got to photograph him three times in one week. That was a really special experience. Um, another one would be photographing Marty Stewart. So nice! Hey, look at that
0: girl! Look at that!
1: Marty is a dear friend of mine now. I have been photographing him for maybe eight years. He's also an incredible photographer. And I think the first time I photographed him might have been like 2015. There's a few photos of him in the show Um, one in Joshua Tree, one from this year, and one from I think 2015 with his band on the Hasselblad black and white film. I love Marty. He's like another dad to me. (laughs) And I got to photograph his wife Connie Smith's latest album cover. Another one that was really special was the Robert Plant and Allison Krauss photo shoot. I got a call from The Guardian to photograph them together, and so we decided to photograph them at the recording studio where they recorded the album. They had just had another photo shoot that morning with another photographer for a different magazine. They came to my photo shoot. Robert and I have actually, I've actually photographed him a few times before this photo shoot. And so I, you know, said, nice to see you again. And, you know, we have mutual friends in Austin and we just started talking and we just started talking about music. We talked about Betty Swan and Barbara Lynn and we were just like going and having a blast. And then we take some photos and Allison is the sweetest. I love her. We had a ton of fun. And then she, during the shoot, she was like, these are the best photos we've ever had and for her to say that to me just like made my heart melt. They were so sweet and so kind and I really love this photo of them. I think it really defines who they are as musicians together for sure. Robert and Allison I had them get close and then I just I said okay now Robert look here and Allison look to your left and just like that you capture it with every photo shoot it's different my goal is to make them forget that they're getting their photo taken and find mutual likes and interests you know with these people music is always one of them I love music I play bass I play a little guitar I grew up singing you know obviously I'm a music fan (laughs) So we kind of start there. The playlists are always a big thing for my photo shoots. You know, sometimes I ask the artist what they want to listen to, but I also always put music together for my photo shoots. Um, and just making people feel at ease is goal number one. Nobody wants to get their photo taken most of the time. I would say ninety-nine percent of the people that I photograph, even though they are musicians, they do not want to get their photo taken. I don't either. I get it. Um, So making it as painless as possible is always the goal and fun. just signing all of my prints. And seeing everything in print is really, I mean, for me, it was just putting everything into perspective, seeing it in real life, not just in a magazine print, but on these beautiful prints. And just brings back all of the memories from the photo shoots and the stories that these musicians have told me from their life as a musician. I mean, you know, Dwayne Eddy's been around since he was, like, I don't, he started when he was a teenager, you know? And Billy Gibbons, I mean, he has stories for days. Like, he doesn't ever stop talking. Same with Robert Plant. I mean, and then creating these images with these musicians, like Yola, for example. For her first album on easy Eye sound and she this was like her coming out in America basically like she dropped her last name and we wanted to create an, a new image for her and I was given total art direction freedom and I brought the hair and she showed up in that shirt and I said we're gonna start here And it's just like a raw photo of her. I would say, most patient person, believe it or not, Keith Urban. And the nicest. I mean, he makes sure to thank every single person on set before he leaves and when he arrives, personally.
0: Looking at this photo, oh, I remember someone saying smile. Who would have thought we'd still be smiling now? We've come a long way since we were strangers in the basement At a party we hated, trying to make conversation The night it was taken, I didn't have a clue That someday I'd be something more than just a boy in a photo world with you
1: Well, I think having a distinct style is the first way to start. I mean, you know, I built my portfolio around black and white film portraits. And it's about the person, not about anything else, mostly for my work. I don't like to do like all the big sets and everything because then you're not looking at the artist. You're looking at everything else. So starting with a vision of what you want your work to look like, and that's going to evolve over the years too. And then being honest and being you know, your integrity, your, your character is everything. And especially in the music business, it is a small business. Everyone knows everyone. And people will never forget your character. You might have this grand vision of what you want the photo to look like, you know, this whole thing. But when the day comes and the artist shows up or whoever you're photographing, you have to read their energy and find out where they are that day and work towards what you can create with where they are at right in that moment. And you might have to scrap what you had in mind completely. And, and that's okay because you can create a raw photo of someone with real emotion and really capture their soul. You know, if you're just starting out and you want to photograph people, start with the people you know the most. You know, start with the people that already trust you and then go from there. With Sound and Frame, the main goal for me is just to look at a collection of the work that I've done over the last decade of my music portrait photography, the work that I'm really proud of and that really defines who I am as an artist. And these prints are available for sale, but the goal for me here is really just to share what I've done bring it back full circle. I'm from Ohio, I went to school in Columbus, and I wanted to share this with the people that were there when it all started for me.
0: Gafkin also shared some selections with me in the Fast Five. Here we go. Ready. First song you can remember hearing that you loved.
1: I'm not good at this. Come on,
0: Elise, go all the way back. Oh yeah, yeah. Think to those days.
1: Um, I mean, it would probably be by Sandy Patty. I mean, her music was fun, and we sang a lot of Sandy Patty in church. Yeah, it's probably Sandy All right, Patty. that's
0: great. <laughs> How about a song that makes you feel the most nostalgic, or kind of sparks memories for you?
1: Ooh, um, a Coldplay "Sparks" isn't the name? Isn't that the name of the I song? it's "Spark." Yeah, <laughs> "Spark." <laughs> mm. bad with song titles so i'm not gonna lie um i got to know coldplay when i was in college and i went and saw them at uh, polaris amphitheater and i just that album is just so nostalgic for me it brings me back to college days i guess but it's like a just a beautiful song i um can take you anywhere
0: it is sparks by the way sparks
1: Sp- yeah. sparks <laughs> coldplay okay
0: go-to song for dancing Or a tune that you hear and you just can't sit still when you hear
1: it. Oh, um, Love Man, Otis Redding. I mean, how can you not dance to that song? It's just like, I can't help but move. And everyone else that's around can't help but move when you hear that song. It just makes me so happy. It's
0: good. Good selection. Yeah. Okay, sort of along those lines, how about the song that makes you feel like working out or motivates you to do something that maybe you don't feel like doing at the time? Kind of that motivator song.
1: Um, ooh. Yes. All right. Late in the evening, Paul Simon. First thing I remember, I was lying in my bed.
0: Couldn't have been no more than one or two.
1: And I remember there was a radio coming from the room next door. My mother laughed away someday. another one of those songs that makes you want to dance too so just any kind of movement it's a feel-good song it's definitely motivating and it's uplifting so if you're in a bad mood it usually changes that around in my opinion
0: well you probably should have saved it for this last one because <laughs> number five is this song that lifts you up when you're feeling down <laughs> but there's um, a lot of those so.
1: yeah uh pelota by Croingben, for sure It's another feel-good song. I mean, you know, it's got that, like, kind of Latin feel. It's happy.
0: Well, Lisa, uh, it's great. Uh, Thank you so much for reflecting on your work and chatting about music and sharing some of the -the behind-the-scenes stories of some of these wonderful musicians.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: That's our show for today. Reminder that Elise Gafkin's work featured in a new exhibit here in Columbus. An opening reception takes place tonight at the Mansion 731 from 5 to 8. After tonight, the exhibit runs through November 13th by appointment only. You can find all the details in this episode of Music Journeys in the podcast experience at wcbe.org. Thank you for listening. I'm Mike Foley. Talk to you again on the next Music Journey.